Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my friends. I have got a little treat for you guys today. I am super excited to share with you one simple and easy to use strategy that will help you to have your own back in 2022. So I just recorded a training. I did a free live training. If you missed it, you better get on my email list. where I shared three different tools and three different ways to have your own back in 2022 in the new year. And I am going to share a condensed version of that here with you all. I had so much fun doing it live and interacting with you guys. It was super cool. So if you joined me, thank you. That was so fun. And now I am going to share a version of that with you here because it was just, yeah, it was really cool. So let's do it. Let's talk about having your own back. First of all, what does that mean? What does it mean to have your own back? So I want you to think about your favorite sports team. Okay. And if you're not into sports, think about your favorite character in a TV show. Like, you know, for me, it might be Meredith and Grey's Anatomy. Right. But I'm sure most of you will get the sports reference. Right. So if you think about your favorite sports team and if you're watching them either live in in person or if you're watching them on TV. Right. Think about how you interact with them, right? So when I'm watching my favorite team, which is the All Blacks, the All Blacks are our national rugby team here in New Zealand. And if you have never watched them do the Haka, H-A-K-A, make sure you Google that. It's amazing. But when I'm watching the All Blacks play, and they're usually either playing like, you know, one of the other really good teams, which is like Australia or South Africa, or I think recently they got beaten by England or Ireland. I'm stopped I've stopped watching (laughs) but for the most part right when you're watching your favorite team play you're cheering them on right you're like yeah come on keep going you've got this go guys push 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 keep going like get the ball get the ball go 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 right like literally yelling at the tv screen or in person right with a crowd of people yelling because you're so excited you're so into it you're cheering them on you want them to win you want them to succeed right? You could tell them things like, keep going. You've got this. Don't stop now. Right? All that good stuff. And when you think about like, if the sports reference doesn't really resonate with you, but if you think about your favorite TV show, or like for me, my favorite movie is GI Jane with Demi Moore. Right. And in that movie, she is like the first woman I think ever in the movie, right? The first woman ever to go into the Navy SEALs training academy. And she's kind of gone in and and they set her up to fail. Like they actually don't want a woman to succeed and, and be in the Navy and in the Navy SEALs. And she goes in and she fucking nails it. And like, I'm, you know, during the movie, you're like rooting for her. You're like, yeah, come on. Like, I want you to succeed. I want you to do well. I want you to like overcome this and get back in there and like prove them wrong and like show them you can do it. Right. Like you really want them to succeed. You want them to triumph. You want them, you know, you want a positive outcome, really, right? Now I want you to think about the way you treat your best friend, right? So my best friend, her last name is Looney. So I lovingly refer to her as Looney. But when I think about her, right, like 
I support her through everything, the ups and the downs, right? We celebrate when she gets a pay rise, when she gets a promotion and a new job, like I'm celebrating with her. I'm so happy. She recently bought a new house and it's incredible and I'm so excited for her and I can't wait to visit, right? I'm encouraging her. And, you know, when shit hits the fan, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm here for you. What do you need? I send flowers. I say, I literally have said this a few times. I'll get on a plane and come over. (laughs) She's in Australia, right? So I'm like, I'll come over. I'll get on a plane today. I'll be there, right? I remember, I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this story, but I remember when she broke up with her ex-boyfriend and he, you know, they'd been together and they were talking about kind of marriage and, you know, creating a life together and all the things. And she really thought it was a sure thing. So it was a real shock when he, when he did that and he broke up with her and there was someone else and it was really not very nice, right? And I remember saying to her, like, I will come over there and we can go and beat him up. Like, let's go get a baseball bat and like attack his car. Like, (laughs) you know, that's the kind of thing. Hey, guys, I didn't do it. Don't panic. But that's the kind of thing you do. You're like all in. You're like, I'll do whatever it takes. What do you need? Like, I'm there for you. Right. Supporting them through the hard times. Right. I remember I was ringing her every day, messaging her all the time. How are you? What do you need? What can I do for you? I love you. You're amazing. Right. When we back someone, we are cheering them on. We are supporting them. We are believing in them. Now, having your own back, doing this for you is going to be unique to you, right? It's going to mean slightly different things to each of us, right? But I think for the most part, we can all agree that there is a form of cheering yourself on, supporting yourself, believing in yourself, right? That is what it means to have your own back. Right. So in short, what it doesn't mean is saying things like you suck. You're never going to make it. You might as well give up. Right. So sounds relatively simple. Right. To have your own back. So why is it that the majority of us aren't doing it? Why is it that we struggle to do this? One of the main things I want to address here is because we are so conditioned to criticize and reject ourselves. We have learned how to doubt ourselves, how to second guess ourselves, how to worry about what other people think, right? We have been conditioned to do these things throughout society and they have become our default way of operating. It's like what our brain does on autopilot, right? Without thinking about it, it just goes there, right? So growing up, we were praised when we did well. When we achieved something, if you got a good score on a test, maybe if you won the game, if you passed your driver's license test, when you got a good report at school, right? When something like that happened, we were rewarded and praised. And on the other hand, when things didn't go so well, we were often told off, sometimes put down, right? Or told that we needed to be better and do better. You need to make more of an effort. You need to take things seriously, Right. We heard things like you're never going to amount to anything if you don't do well in school. Right. You're lazy. You never help out around the house. Tidy your room. It's always so messy. Such a pig. Right. We heard messages like this. When we either were or weren't doing well in the eyes of our parents, our caregivers, our coaches, you know, sports teams, teachers. Now. Of course, they meant well, right, they didn't intend on doing any harm whatsoever, right? For the most part, right? And I don't know about the environment that you grew up in, right? Like I've heard some stories of people who grew up receiving more negative messages than positive, 
Whereas for me, I had more of a balance, right? I had more of a 50-50 kind of a balance. I would hear some positive, some reinforcement, some good stuff, as well as some not so good stuff, right? You need to pick up your game. You need to do better, right? Now, it is well documented, you can Google this, right? That when you are providing feedback, right? In order to provide feedback that is constructive, right? Something for someone to learn and improve from, right? If you are, you know, giving a criticism in the hopes that somebody can turn that into making a change for the better, right? In order to provide that feedback, it must be in the form of a five to one ratio. So five positive to one negative, right? For that person to take it in a way that will be useful to them as opposed to making it a personal attack and walking away thinking they did a terrible job and only hearing the negative. If it's not in that five to one ratio, say if you did four positive things and two negative, right? All they hear is the negative. That's all they absorb. I've got such a good example of this. My podcast, um, a while ago, I was looking at reviews and there was this one review, and I know I've shared this story, I think, with you all before, but there was this one review. I somehow stumbled upon reviews and I hadn't really found them before. And I found them and I was like, oh yeah, there's some nice ones. And there was this one review and it was a three out of five star review. And the person didn't like the way I said right all the time. I think, you know, I, I finish a sentence often and I'll be like, right? Like, kind of getting people's buy-in kind of thing. And I, I'm, perhaps I get this because I listen to a lot of American podcasts. I'm not sure, but I don't mind that I do it, actually. I'm quite happy that I do it, right? It doesn't bother me at all. But for this person, it really bothered them. And they went on to say how it was very annoying and it was hard to take in the content, although the content was good. It just made it so distracting, all these things. So three out of five star. Fair enough, right? But my mind took that as my podcast is terrible and awful and I need to change the way I say things. Like I took, I saw just that negative thing in that moment right? Now I, I changed this narrative for myself very, very quickly. But at the time, all I was focused on was the negative review and there were more positive reviews than negative, but I completely discounted them. I discounted all of the five out of five stars. I discounted them completely, right? Isn't that fascinating? There can be all this good stuff and our brain just looks at the one bad thing, right? I go to Toastmasters reasonably regularly. And for those of you who don't know, Toastmasters is a worldwide group that you can attend and it's totally free. And you go along to better your public speaking skills, to learn how to speak in public, what to do, what not to do, that kinds of things, that kind of things. Um, anyway, when you go along to our meeting, anyway, I'll speak to the meeting we go to, but we have two to three speeches on average. And for every speech that is given, somebody will evaluate the speaker and provide them with feedback. And as a club, we are always talking about how we must balance the ratio of feedback to the person who gave the speech. Hugely outweigh the negative with lots of positive, especially for our newer members. Because what we see happen, there's this real pattern of people will come along and they'll give between one to three speeches. And as they're giving their speeches, if they are provided feedback that is out of ratio of that kind of five to one, all they hear is the negative stuff. I did a terrible job. I said, um, too much. I need to, you know, stop looking at my notes. I need to look up more often. I need to, you know, 
be better prepared and have more of this memorized, right? Like all they do is focus on what they did wrong instead of all of the things that they did right, right? And so what happens is if we don't get that balance, like that delicate balance, right? (laughs) Right? If we don't get that balance, you know, really, you know, in that five to one kind of a ratio, they just discount anything good we said, hear the negative, and they don't come back. They use it as I'm terrible, I'm never going to figure this out. And they, they use it as such criticism, right? They just use it all against themselves, right? That's basically what I was saying. So moving on from that, what happens as kids and as teenagers, right, is we begin to criticize ourselves because we think it is necessary to do that in order to be better and do better. We become conditioned to associate self-criticism with achievement. We think that if we are kind to ourselves, we're never going to get shit done, right? We'll never amount to anything if we're just always so kind and loving to ourselves. No, right? We have to be hard ass. We have to be hard on ourselves, right? We have to beat ourselves up. We must criticize ourselves in order to achieve things, in order to be better and do better, right? No. (laughs) No, my friends, we actually don't. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but I want to give you one more example of this as it relates to kind of having your own back. As a teenager, around the age of, I think, 13 or 14, I was rather overweight and I had roughly 100 pounds, 50 kilos of um, weight that I could have lost to be in more of a healthy weight range. And I decided to embark on that journey. And I was constantly praised by the adults around me, by, you know, my parents, my parents' friends, um, anyone who knew me, teachers at school, you know, kids at school, all that kind of thing. I was literally hearing positive reinforcement all the time and I was feeding off it all the time. And so anytime the scales went up, right, if the scales went up or I ate something unplanned, which in those days I was doing Weight Watchers points, you know. So I was counting my points throughout the day. And if I ate more points than I was allotted, what have you, I would beat myself up. Like horrific, the things I would say to myself. I would literally tear strips out of myself. I would, you know, say you're so fat and ugly and you're never going to amount to anything. And you're, you know, you're such a disappointment. Why can you never get it right? Why do you always fuck up? And like, it was just, you know, a whole bunch of hideous things that I would say to myself on the like odd days where I would eat more than my points allowance or the scales would go up. Now, of course, nothing happens in a straight line, right? Of course, those things are going to happen, but I would beat myself up every single time. And I became so dependent on that outside positive reinforcement and I fed off it. And I got into some very unhealthy habits, I'll be honest. And when I achieved my goal, all of that kind of positive reinforcement started to dry up because that became my new normal to look and and be that way. And what I was left with when that outside positive reinforcement dried up was the inside negative self-talk and negative critical voice in my head, right? Achieving the goal didn't make the voice go away. It didn't make me treat myself any kinder. I was actually in more pain because of that negative self-talk and the way I was now speaking to myself and criticizing myself constantly and obsessing over food and weight and exercise and all the things. And I wasn't receiving any outside positive reinforcement that I could use to kind of balance that out. 
So that's where having your own back comes in is you get to be the person giving yourself positive feedback, saying nice, kind, caring, compassionate things to yourself, right? So let's talk about having your own back and the one strategy and tool that I want to give you today, just one thing simple and easy to implement tool that I want to give you to walk away with and take into the new year. Okay. So that is choosing self-compassion over criticism. That's the number one thing I want you to choose. Self-compassion over criticism. So do you think that you have to be mean to yourself in order to achieve your goals? That in order to be better and do better, you must beat yourself up, right? I used to really, truly believe that. And most people do, right? We have been conditioned to associate self-criticism with achievement, right? And as I said before, we often think if we are kind to ourselves, we will never get shit done. It is time to challenge this way of thinking and being because self-criticism is creating more harm than good in our lives. Let's be honest, treating yourself like crap doesn't produce anything positive. Generally, when we beat ourselves up, what we want to do is hide and withdraw, right? There's this beautiful Louise Hay quote that goes, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Beating yourself up, my friend, has not been working, right? So what's the harm in switching it up? What's the harm in having your own back and seeing what changes that creates in your life? Okay. I'm going to share another quick story with you all because I'm going to relate it back to this tool that I'm going to give you in just a moment. So one of my first ever solo trips was when I was living in London, I flew to Budapest in Hungary and I arrived in and I got a taxi from the airport into my hotel and in the taxi, the taxi driver was kind of rude and he asked me a few questions around like, have you been here before and that kind of thing. And he wasn't very friendly and I asked for information on things to see and do and he was not very forthcoming. Anyway, it's like a 30 minute drive and we get into the hotel and he tells me the taxi fare. I hand over the cash and he fluffs around in the front for quite a while and then he hands me back two notes and he said, you gave me two $1,000 bills and you need to give me two $10,000 bills. And I was like, what? Are you sure? Okay, whatever. And I took his word for it and gave him the money. I didn't think anything of it, right? And so then he gives me my change. I get out, I get my bag and I get into the hotel. And it dawns on me as I get to the hotel reception that he just scammed me. And sure enough, I look at my cash. I had a certain amount of cash for this trip and he had basically taken two thirds of the cash that I had got for this trip. He had taken it and I was left with stuff all and I was so upset and I told the people in the hotel reception when I was checking in, I was like, oh my God, this has just happened to me. And they said, yeah, happens all the time. Really well known scam. And that was it. They just wrote it off. I was like, what? Well, it's not that well known. I didn't know it. I was just absolutely gutted, so devastated, so upset that that had happened to me. And I went upstairs and I went to my hotel room and I remember lying on the bed and crying for ages because I was so upset. And I just, I wish just started beating myself up. I should have known better. I should have arranged a transfer or got some other transfer. 
I should have, you know, I should have looked at scams. I should have, you know, I should have known this. I've done lots of travel. I should know better than this. This is my fault. I let this happen, right? I started saying a whole bunch of mean, nasty, negative, unhelpful shit to myself, basically, right? And I remember I, I sat up on the bed and there was this mirror opposite the bed and I'm looking at myself with, you know, tears streaming down my face, <laughs> ugly crying, right? I don't think, is pretty crying even a thing? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm staring at myself in the mirror and I remember that moment because it was the moment when my, I just went, stop, hang on a minute. Like I have a chance right now to turn this around because for me, it's going to go one of two ways. I'm either going to stay in this hotel room and order room service and eat and drink and watch Netflix and not give a shit about seeing the city, write it off completely, or I'm going to do what I came for, which is get out and see the city, explore it, enjoy it, and not, you know, let some stupid taxi driver win. No, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do that. I am going to get what I came for here. And that was the moment that was such a defining pivotal moment for me, because previously, you know, I had never really kind of taken control of my brain in that way and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not entertaining that. And I remember that moment so well, right? So every single day, we have moments like that, moments where we are criticizing ourselves, beating ourselves up, saying a whole bunch of unuseful, unhelpful shit to ourselves, basically. And we have the opportunity to change that story, to switch that negative self-talk for something more useful, more constructive, more positive, right? This is a huge part of the work I do with my clients. It's creating strategy to change that pattern of behavior, identifying like your unique triggers and changing that narrative, right? Now, we don't have time to go into all of the different ways we can do this, but for now, I want to give you one simple and easy to use strategy. So when you hear that negative voice in your head, when you catch yourself being mean to you, criticizing yourself, right? I want you to stay, say out loud and raise your hand, kind of like you'd high five someone, right? raise your hand up and say, stop. So you physically raise your hand just like you would, like up in the air, like if you were doing a high five, like, you know, like making a stop sign with your hand, right? And say, stop. We want to make that association, that like physical association in your brain where you raise your hand and you say it out loud, stop. Now, that's great for for those of us who, you know, either we spend a lot of time on our own who are introverted, we can do that, right? Or if we work by ourselves, that kind of thing. But I appreciate that for many of you, if you do work with others, you may not be comfortable being around other people and doing that. So the alternative, if you are around others and you're not comfortable to, to do the actual physical out loud stop and raise your hand, is to say stop in your brain, like yell stop in your brain. And visualize a red stop sign. Actually visualize those big red stop signs in your brain. Stop. Right? When you go to the mirror and your brain's like, man, you need to lose some weight. Stop. Right? When you decide to sleep in in the morning and your brain's like, God, you're so lazy. You should get up and go to the gym. Stop. Right? When your brain says, no, you shouldn't apply for that promotion. I mean, you probably wouldn't be very good at it anyway. Stop. Okay. Practice saying stop out loud, raising your hand 
or doing the visualize the red stop sign in your brain and yelling stop inside of your brain. Okay. When you do that, you have one of two choices. Okay. The stop is the most important part. What you do next is you can either rewrite the story, right? You can change what you were going to say and say something more supportive, more compassionate, more useful, more helpful, or you can move on to something else entirely. Okay. Try both. Try a mixture, right? Mix it up, but keep practicing saying stop when you catch yourself beating yourself up and criticizing yourself. Okay. This one simple strategy alone, right? Choosing self-compassion over criticism, cutting out that negative voice in your head is huge. Okay. And I want to, I want you to imagine how your 2022 could be different if you simply learn the skill of having your own back. Remember that means supporting you, cheering you on, right? Believing in you. I want you to think about for a minute how you would rate your confidence on a scale of one to 10 with one being in the toilet like no confidence at all. And 10 out of 10 being basically the most confident person you know. Right? How would you rate your confidence on a scale of 1 to 10? And what about your happiness? Right? How would you currently rate how happy you are on a scale of 1 to 10? With 1 being unhappy, miserable in the toilet. And 10 out of 10 being living your best life. How would you rate that? And how might that change if you were to have your own back? Where do you want to be a year from now? What do you want your life to look like? Do you want a better job, more money? Maybe you'd like to start and grow your own business or travel more. Oh my gosh, that's me. More travel, right? Perhaps it's find someone to share your life with. How would you feel if you created that and made that happen? Imagine the changes that you can and will make when you master having your own back. You deserve to have it, right? Now, I have opened up my calendar to offer free calls between now and into the new year, and I would love to help you. Let's jump on a call together and we can design your unique strategy for 2022 based on your lifestyle, your situation, your goals, and what you want more of in 2022. Basically what you want to achieve, right? This is my free gift to you and an opportunity for you to have your own back and prioritize yourself in this new year. So join me on this call and together let's design your 2022 roadmap. So fun. Okay. So just visit solowomentraveltribe.as.me or use the link below in the show notes here and you can book that call. All right, my friend, have an amazing Christmas, huge love. And let's get ready to have our best year yet in 2022. Remember to start having your own back now and start putting into practice the stop strategy that I gave you. 
All right, you've got this. Huge love. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy, and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com, that's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com and book your free call today.